unbelievable but true events that are beyond scientific understanding, beyond rational explanation. They will whet your imagination's appetite in the startling, breathtaking pages of Impossible, Yet It Happened. The bottom shelf of my bookcase is devoted to a single genre or subgenre of literature known as the strange but true. I have about a dozen of them there, including Frank Edwards' seminal Stranger Than Science, along with his rivals and imitators. Strange Monsters and Madmen, Impossible Yet It Happened, Things, More Things, Ghosts, Ghouls, and Other Horrors, Vampires, Werewolves, and Ghouls, This Baffling World, No Earthly Explanation, Strange Encounters with Ghosts, Strange Guests, Strange Disappearances, Strange Unsolved Mysteries, and Strangely Enough. It's not a pretty collection, and it wouldn't look good under glass, but their shabbiness is a testament to being read. If I understood the Velveteen Rabbit correctly, it's the most loved toys that are left in the worst shape, and the same applies to books. Every dog-eared page, cracked spine, and water-damaged cover is visible evidence of being carried around in book bags, with half-eaten peanut butter sandwiches and read at the dinner table, in the bathtub, and discreetly during math class. I missed fractions completely. As for quality, they're mostly hack work, with the contents lifted from back issues of Fate magazine and laid out in the pattern set by Frank Edwards. Take dozens of bizarre and or inexplicable stories, retell them in two or three pages, and top it off with a lurid title. Summer Paranormal, The Hep Poltergeist That Dug Rock and Roll, Tennessee's Horrible Wart Monster, Cigar in the Sky. But there are also unexplained disappearances, natural and historical mysteries, gruesome murders, peculiar ideas like perpetual motion, the hollow earth, and even unusual diseases, the boy who died of old age. I loved them all, and they became part of the permanent furniture of my mind. Not everyone shared my enthusiasm. Teachers, for example, were more interested in the principal exports of Bolivia than the nine basic categories of sea serpents an attitude that baffled me then and still does today. Also, young readers would be well advised to avoid these subjects in their schoolwork. Too many papers on vampire killing techniques, headless ghosts, or living dinosaurs in the Congo, and you'll be taken to an office where people with soothing voices show you ink blots. Many still consider a fascination with strange subjects to be a symptom of maladjustment, and even I am considered a bit eccentric a perception reinforced by nocturnal, lemur-like habits, numerous obsessions, and several phobias. I digress. Strange but true stories have been recorded since people began writing. Ancient literature is full of wonders, and chroniclers of the period did not see the fantastic as somehow separate from subjects like politics and war. For example, Herodotus, the father of history, described races of monstrous men, swarms of winged snakes, gold-guarding griffins, and countless other marvels. Medieval and Renaissance tales are top-heavy with miracles, and the reverends Increase and Cotton Mather continued the collecting of memorable providences in the New World. The 19th century turned out numberless pseudo-scientific and spiritualist books, along with pamphlets describing local oddities 
and the true histories sold by sideshow performers, most of whom were apparently captured after a bloody struggle in the jungles of Borneo. Cartoonist Robert L. Ripley's popular newspaper column, Believe It or Not, first appeared in 1918, but for many, the modern era of strange but true writing began a year later with the publication of Charles Hoy Fort's The Book of the Damned. Fort, 1874-1932, was a journalist and novelist from Albany, New York, who spent most of his time in libraries copying down the anomalies reported in newspapers, magazines, and scientific journals. He was not too discriminating about sources, but the sheer quantity of data are startling, and The Book of the Damned was followed by three more, New Lands, 1923, Low, 1931, and Wild Talents, 1932. Fort was interested in producing something more than entertaining collections, however, and the damned he referred to were those things that had been excluded or ignored by science. Mysterious phenomena suggest that laws of nature are not fully understood, but Fort took an extreme position, writing, I conceive of nothing in religion, science, or philosophy that is more than the proper thing to wear for a while. In other words, Everything is somewhat true, somewhat false, and always changing. Fort was also a wag and offered waggish solutions for the mysteries he collected. How were the pyramids built? I now have a theory that the pyramids were built by poltergeist girls, meaning by telekinesis. Astronomers see a dark object moving through space. It might be an asteroid, but Fort suggests it could also be a vast, black, brooding vampire. He even had an elegant explanation for how where hyenaism might work. There is no man who is without the hyena element in his composition, and that there is no hyena that is not at least rudimentarily human. It may be reasoned that by no absolute transformation, but by a shift of emphasis, a man-hyena might turn into a hyena-man. In addition, Fort coined the word teleportation and invented a game called Super Checkers. <laughs>